High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Time now to go to Boston, Massachusetts, where uh, Michael Graham, of course, is an illegal uh, immigrant, having moved there uh, from Washington, D.C. and crossed the border. Uh, Michael Graham, welcome to the program. I want to be perfectly clear. I was illegal as soon as I crossed the Mason-Dixon line from down south and came here <laughs> to the uh, to the north. I'm behind you know enemy lines surrounded by Irish illegal immigrants who, by the way, are likely to benefit from Donald Trump's uh, and the uh, other and the other Republicans' proposal for immigration. Irish immigrants are likely to benefit. So I assume that, of course, makes him evil because he's doing something that would uh, benefit the Irish. I Is that think right? it, well, he's going to benefit the Irish, the English, the Australians, and the Canadians, and anybody else who can speak English. And um, the Indians, and the Pakistanis, and the approximately 50 million people in China who speak English, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but it, it definitely, the no, Irish... but that's not what he means. He means speaking English is a code word for English and white. Oh, see, I didn't. We didn't get the code word manual. We just have laws here in the United States. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you guys are familiar with those, <laughs> and so it just has laws. But I seriously, the argument being made here in the United States is it is bad to benefit the Irish. If it benefited the Syrians, it would be good. If it benefited the Saudis, it would be good. No. If it benefited the uh, uh, people of you know Vietnam, it would be good. And so I'm just curious if you agree that doing something that ancillarily benefits the Irish makes you a bad person. All right. I'm not sure, but I do know this. Answer the question. Okay, good. Notice, ladies and gentlemen of News Talk, George Hook has dodged the question. Yeah, dodged the bullet, yeah. Because I want to get to the key point. We've a fellow called John D.C. over here, who I I suspect he failed arithmetic in his (laughs) SATs, his, his school exams. Right. Because he thinks that there are only about 10,000 Irish legals in in America. I would suggest there are 10,000 Irish legals in South Boston, which is down the road from your house. Yes, I would agree so too. And if, and having spent many a Saturday night in Southie, it seemed like there were 10,000 crowding around my bar. So I think you're right. But it's, isn't it interesting? Because when President Obama was in office and the push was for amnesty, the talk was, oh, there's 50,000 illegals from Ireland and there's 20 million from Mexico. There's no reason to even try to enforce the law. Just give up and let everybody stay. Now that people are actually being deported, now that the law is being enforced, now that the flood from Central America has ended and is down to a trickle. Suddenly, it's oh, there's only ten thousand people from my. They're not worth deporting. Let's uh, just forget about it. It's isn't it fascinating how the math changes as the politics well, changes? Well, yes, exactly. But uh, the, the, there is some fellow called Jeffrey Pressel, and he believes that without any, he did a kind of survey. Now, I don't know how you can count the number of illegals because they're hardly likely to say yes. Put me down there. Tick <laughs> tick. The illegal box is it? Right. No, but I'm serious. I mean, you don't know how many Mexicans are illegal in Houston, Texas, let That's alone right. America. So, uh, what makes the Irish any different from the Mexicans? The illegal ones, that is. 
I agree with you at every level. It's hard to track. This is all estimates. And also, I agree with you that the law should be applied equally. And if you're here from China and you came here to have a baby so that it could have American citizenship to protect your assets from the Chinese government and you're here illegally, you should be deported. If you're here from Central America, if you're here from Cork, it should. it's, okay. it's very simple. We're a country. We have laws. We enforce them. And the fact that that is controversial explains why Democrats have so much trouble winning elections in the United States. Now, Pat Kenny, my good friend Pat Kenny, who delivers real fact-based broadcasting <laughs> uh, between 9 and noon every morning, he said that they are now deporting illegals from the so-called sanctuary cities. Is this true and what's it mean? Okay, so it's very complicated. What the sanctuary city or state means is that the local officials there have announced that they refuse to obey the law and they refuse to help the federal government enforce its law. It would be as if you were wanted by you know, the feds because you broke into Fort Knox. But if you can get your money to Somerville, Massachusetts, one of the sanctuary cities, the local cops will know where you are and let you stay there. That's how crazy this is. But the federal government always has the power to, uh, you know, to detain you and deport you because you're breaking federal law no matter where you are. Normally, what would happen in a sane country is that you have a guy standing, you know, let, let me do total stereotypes, okay? Seamus O'Malley is standing in front of the judge, you know, in Boston for DUI. And they get it, they, they do his ID and they figure out that he's here illegally. A note goes to the immigration authorities in Washington. They send a note back, hey, hang on to him. It's going to take us 48 hours to get our ducks in a row. And you know, take him into custody. And he would sit in the local jug, Huskow, Gold, Jail, whatever. And the the feds would pick him up. What happens now is Boston busts this guy. He's here illegally. They charge him for the ticket for DUI, whatever, and they let him go. And they won't tell anybody. And when ICE finds out he's here, they say, "Screw you." We're gonna. In fact, we've had judges who've lowered the penalties on criminals because they were illegal immigrants and they didn't want them to get deported. And so guys who committed felonies were allowed to walk on felonies because the sanctuary judge didn't want them to get deported. But it's changing or not. Well, what's happening is uh, all of these cities get federal grants for law enforcement. So the Trump administration has announced, hey, for just to, I happen to know about Somerville, Mass., one of the suburbs of Boston. Hey, you've gotten about $4 million from us over the past 10 years. You're going to start getting zero from us for these federal grants. And so you can eat the $4 million. And there are liberal, wealthy communities who say, fine, we'll, we'll live without it. But there are plenty of other communities that that's money that they then have to take from their school budget or their senior budget and they are so afraid of the militant progressive loony left in the United States that they are willing to lose that money rather than uh, simply say to the feds there's an illegal immigrant who's here yeah we'll hang on to him for you okay one of the things and and I mean I mean this in the best possible way you're you're not an expert on Irish immigration but again not at when, all. no no but when I was talking to the the, the particularly uh, well qualified Pat Kenny on his show this morning I mean he made the obvious point we've had uh, serious illegal migration to America for the best part of 
four decades, I would have said. Now, Mm -hmm. it is incomprehensible that if you've had people going to America on student or holiday visas and never returning, that somebody would suggest there's only 10,000 of them after four decades. I mean, it's just incomprehensible. Yeah, it is. Now, there is one other thing that uh, pro-amnesty people point to, which is that a lot of these people have been given either straight-up amnesty because we had one of those uh, you know, a couple decades ago or have been given some conditional amnesty. In other words, because President Obama uh, basically broke the law as president and created ways for people to stay here that are not laws – um, that they've got ways, you know, that there's that they've got some legal protection because the president did those, you know, unilaterally. The new president can undo them unilaterally, and he may. So maybe they're using those numbers to scam around. But George, you know what this is? This is pure politics, and I want to say this on the record because I know when I talk about how we treat illegal immigrants, the people of Ireland think I sound crazy because no country would do what America does. If these illegals from Ireland or Mexico or Asia voted 90% Republican, Democrats would be standing at the border with machetes to fight them off to keep them from coming in. But because they vote overwhelmingly Democrat, because they come from socialist-leaning countries, the, the this is all about creating voters. It has nothing to do with social okay. justice, blah, blah, blah. Now, mentioning uh, our mutual friend, President Obama, we both have the same opinion on his presidency. But Mm -hmm. news from Nevada just in is that a major uh, health insurance company has pulled out of Obamacare in Nevada. Now, there, there appear to be two conflicting reasons for this. One is that uh, Obamacare doesn't work for the insurance company because they have to keep up in the premium and so on. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the the other view is that uh, President Trump is scaring all the insurance companies and they don't want to be involved. I mean, which is it? Well, it's a combination of a lot of things. I mean, the, the way that Obamacare was shoved through was with promises of unending amounts of money that would be dumped into big insurance companies with a massive bailout. They, they, they it's basically uh, the Obama administration and, and the Democrats did for, uh, uh, health insurance, what, uh, previous administrations had done for the housing market. Remember we had that huge housing bubble, George, because the lenders were told, look, lend money to a guy who makes $12 a year, no matter how much it is. And we'll back it up with federal, you know, with, with federal funds. And so everybody got loans and then they all defaulted on their loans and the taxpayers were on the hook and we had a massive, massive bailout. So we did the same thing. There was no way that this plan was ever going to make economic sense. It wasn't supposed to, it was supposed to cost more and more tax money until finally the American people said, okay, fine, we'll take crappy single payer because we can't afford this disaster. Well, uh, when Obama went to Congress and said, you guys have to pay all these insurance companies, these big bailouts, Congress pointed out, dude, you didn't put that in the law. You never got this passed by the legislature. They went to court and the judge ruled against Obama. He said, you're absolutely right. So now what Democrats are doing is begging to the president, please, please, please break the law and give more money to these big insurance companies who wanted this scam deal, please. And he's saying, I don't think so. And so we'll find out if this uh, subsidy, of uh, this illegal subsidy of the insurance companies right. continues. Although I do have a text from Brian Atlone who says, I bet you Michael couldn't give one genuine example of an illegal who had his felony charge reduced in order to protect uh, him from being picked up. 
I will, I, I will say this. My Twitter handle is I am M Graham. I am Michael Graham. Follow me on Twitter, and I guarantee you that before 2 o'clock Dublin time, I will have the link to the article about those incidents for you to peruse. Happy to do it. And by the way, anytime anyone on News Talk hears something that you think is What's the nice word for it in Ireland, George? Fake uh, news, you mean? Fake fertilizer, whatever. Bull, <laughs> no, but, bull, bull ex- excrement. You contact horse me. Manure, horse manure. Horse manure, yes. And I will happily give you my source. My source may be wrong. You may disagree with my analysis, but it's always source. Now, George, can I please explain math to the people of Ireland very quickly? Oh, please do. We're bad at math. When you have 10 houses and 20 people who want to buy houses... The price of houses goes up when you have 10 houses, 20 buyers, and you don't let somebody build 10 more houses. The price still goes up when you have 10 houses and 20 buyers and you order the people who own the 10 houses. You can't charge what they're worth. You can only charge half what they're worth. Nobody builds the other 10 houses. That's how housing works. By the way, that's also how restaurants work and clothes work and everything else on planet earth works. Now I know that there are, there are progressives in Ireland, socialists in Ireland who think that you guys can use the legislature, the doll to repeal math, but alas, you cannot. Well, the housing situation is a, is a disaster. And I mean, no, it's not. You're absolutely wrong, George. I'm sorry. I disagree. The housing situation is not a disaster. Ireland is full of smart, hardworking people who want to build housing and make money off of it. The problem isn't the housing. The problem is the government. That's the problem. Dumb, stupid, greedy people who won't let you build because, A, it'll annoy somebody who votes for them, or, B, you haven't given them enough of, the, yeah, of a know, cut no, of the but housing. Yeah, no, but if you Bertie had Ahern to, no. could get this problem solved, George. I pro- Bertie and his <laughs> wide-open pockets sitting at the bar could crank through enough housing deals to cover all your problems. No, but if you had your way, like you build houses in the Grand Canyon or, <laughs> you know, the, the something park, whatever it's called. You're absolutely right. That's a problem in Ireland. There's no place to build houses other than your precious national parks and treasures. There's no open space in Ireland. There's not. We're just, what can we possibly do? You're right, George. That's it. Well, I was away for the weekend because it's a holiday weekend over here and I was away for the weekend. And when I came back, they're thinking of charging me tax for leaving my house (laughs) homeless for three days. Um, What do you think of the empty house tax? I just want to make sure I understand this. So somebody buys like a little vacation cottage. They save up their whole life. And now they're 50 years old. The cottage is there. They're going on the weekends until they retire. And now they're going to get taxed in addition to the property tax that they already pay. In addition to the income tax they already pay. And the VAT tax, they're going to pay the you don't actually live here tax, shame on you taxes. That, that's the plan. Yeah, except I don't think he'll get away. No, hold on. I don't think he'll get away with your sob story of, you know, George Old and Gray and Ingrid with their little cottage. I think they won't get that one passed. But if George uh, decides that he wants to keep his house empty until his son is of age... Um, right. in a few years' time or whatever, then they're going to tax me on that. They're going to say, or, you've left the house if, empty, or else you you got to sell it or you got to rent exactly. it. 
Or you're a person who says, hmm, I think the homes in that neighborhood are going to be worth a lot more money Correct. in a few years. You're not allowed so to do I'm that. To, that's, so called, buy, that's called profit, Michael. Exactly. So no, I'm going no, to no, buy no. them now while they're less expensive. I'm going to spend some money maintaining them just to keep them in the shape. And then yeah. in a few years, I'm going to no. brightly paint them. I'm going to hire a bunch of workers, put them to work to create homes and maximize the value. You can't And you'll do be that. taxed for not being stupid. You can't you do that. You're gonna, so you're going so you're gonna to tax people for being smart. Well, you're going to tax people for being motivated by profit. Yeah, exactly, for being smart, for yeah, maximizing profit, the value. Profit, exactly. profit increasingly, <laughs> when you're ruled by people with left-wing views, profit is the 11th okay. co uh, commandment right. that you so, break. So then you sell the, the property at a lower price than it's worth. You m minimize the tax revenue. Or you that. rent you sell it, to somebody. You sell to somebody or rent to somebody who's you know doesn't have the money to invest into it, and so the value of the property goes down rather than up because of the wear and tear over time, and then you end up with a net you know less valuable home, and also all those workers who would have been hired in two or three years to maximize the value of the home when their time came, they'll be sitting in their rent subsidized right. home somewhere okay. not working. Now the minister for housing, Owen Murphy, is very smart cookie. Um, he has delayed this taxation strategy because it was not ambitious enough. So what he means, obviously, you know, not enough tax or not draconian enough, or maybe gray-haired George and his dear wife who've saved up all their life at their little cottage by the sea, maybe he wants to take that as well. Let me ask you this, and also I'm asking this seriously as a thought experiment. What's the actual difference between saying to uh, George, George, you have a house that's empty right now for whatever reason, and it could be used to maximize, quote, social good and put people in it, so we're going to tax you. What's the difference between that between that and, George, you have a house with four bedrooms, but it's just you and Ingram. You must rent out your bedrooms or we're going to tax you for those empty bedrooms. Well, what is the actual difference? They're heading in that direction because there is, they use words. Um, it's really interesting. Like they call me an empty nester, right? So, so they don't call me like George and Ingrid, right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They, no, they, course, they call me an empty nester. So now people look at George and Ingrid and say, selfish George and Ingrid. Why are they living in four bedrooms when they could give it to me? Me exactly. and my four kids. So it's right. a very, it's a very, very um, smart sort of psychological pressure that older right. people, where they've lived all their lives, all their lives, that they should move. George, what is income tax like in Ireland? What's the ballpark figure? Fifty-two percent. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Of course, I'm serious. Holy crap! How about would you will it, would you be willing to take this deal? We will cut the income tax to a maximum of ten percent, but we'll raise property taxes on everybody to pressure them to maximize the value of their property. They won't you won't be able to afford to leave a house empty because the property taxes will be so high. But you'll have all your income tax 
so you'll, your income will be virtually untaxed. Would you take that deal? Well, that deal isn't going to happen because we have now increasing property taxes and 52% exactly. income course, tax. So we're you. screwed no matter where we <laughs> exactly. go. My point is that if there really is an effort to use tax policy to get people to maximize the economic value of their property, then, this, then the thing to do would be to raise everybody's property yeah, tax. Correct. And that will yeah. put pressure on them. And if you swapped it out by getting rid of the income tax, you could actually do two smart things at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but of course, that's smart. So it won't happen. All right. I'm thinking of becoming an illegal immigrant in South Boston. Michael Graham from Boston, Massachusetts, will be with us at this time next week. Barry Kenny, meanwhile, will take us to Sardinia in about 10 minutes or so.